We're all lonely because we're all alone. From ant to lion to human to angel, every last one of us. Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that's covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're back in the uh, last quarter, it feels like, of season 14. And we're having a lot of fun, I guess. I don't, I don't, it's been a while since we recorded, so I don't remember anything that we've, I don't remember any in jokes. Is your name Chris? Are um, you Chris? Are you still Chris? I, uh, yeah. Yes, I, yeah, that's me. Correct. Hi. Hi. Great. Have you, Great have you metamorphosed into Super Chris or into Chris Squared or anything like that? No, but thank nickname? you for asking. I am, I am cocooning right now. Okay. You're, in, you're looking in, forward you're, to becoming a butterfly for season 15. So fingers, fingers crossed, fingers crossed <laughs> I don't become a moth. Ha <laughs> ha. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Knowing, my, knowing my luck. Ha ha ha. All mothed right. up. It's the moth of the week podcast. <laughs> <laughs> got me all mothed up again. Can't believe I got all mothed up. Yet another podcast host turning into a moth on the podcast. I was trying to chill with the boys and suddenly I'm all mothed up. That's just what you call moth luck, I guess. If yeah, it wasn't for moth luck, I'd have have no luck at all. You know what they say. Anyway, nobody will look me in the eye anymore. So <laughs> no one will look you in the eyes, Chris. You have to get yeah, multiple yeah. eyes now. Oh yes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> you have so many eyes. Uh, a quick shout out to our patrons over patreon.com/slash monster of the week. You guys are incredible. Uh, yes, joining our Patreon gets you exclusive episodes, episodes early, access to our Discord server, and we very much appreciate all of the people that have been doing that. Uh, just thank you, thank you so much. Can't. Talk about how great that is, uh, Chris. It's, it's been a long time, and we're we have done sixteen episodes of season fourteen, and I barely know yeah. anything that's happening. Can you Listen, help me out? First of all, I think it's just been a regular amount of time. Um, I think uh, <laughs> the the strain of reality has made time <laughs> seem much slower. Anyway, <laughs> wait, are you correcting me, Chris? This is not our corrections I, uh, opportunity. <laughs> Why don't um, you, your 12 eyes listen, and your wings, I, get I'm the fuck out of here, okay? Right I'm, not I'm gonna, in a cocoon right I'm now. I'm not going to have a moth come onto this podcast and talk shit about I'm my decisions. Cocoon. I'm in a cocoon. And I'm really worried that I'm recording with the wrong microphone. Please let me check. <laughs> Dude, we talked for 30 minutes. Why are you checking that now? <laughs> Sorry, I, pa- I paused my audio. Sorry, first uh, first time uh, recording. God, my audio is peaking. All right. Um, last, can you hear me? Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> 
I'm kind of far back, and I'm talking in a normal voice. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Listen, listeners, I'm sorry if my audio's fucked up. Something went wrong, and I don't know how to fix it. It's only been five years of this. Okay, last time was Supernatural. With Michael defeated by Jack, the gang is left to deal with the aftermath of Jack's reclaimed powers and the loss of the other hunters. Meanwhile, our two hunks faced off against one hungry guy, Jack hung out with teens, and we learned that Castiel is no longer allowed to be in the same episodes as Dean. Uh, This week, we are covering Season 14, Episode 17, Game Night. This was written by Meredith Glenn. This is directed by John F. Showalter. This aired on April 4th, 2019. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Uh, Sam and Dean race to help a friend in need. Meanwhile, Mary is concerned for Jack's well-being and Castiel enlist. I guess I didn't copy the rest of this. <laughs> so, Castiel enlist. Aniel. Help from Aniel to track down a, a miracle. Um, my phone do- has on more than one occasion tried to make it anal. Yeah. And by my phone, mm. I mean me. <laughs> Yes, you just automatically write the word anal because of no, all that fanfic um, that you write. It's probably what's oh, of over. course, of course. I'm um, a, I'm a, just real quick. I didn't really think about this as I was watching the episode because you know you like I, I make these notes and I copy all of like the pertinent information at the top and then I just kind of forget about it that it's there until we start doing the podcast. The fact that the episode is named Game Night and then there's this tagline that says it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt makes me think that they had no idea what episode would air and that they did this all at the last minute. Like. Yep. <laughs> Like, this is like when sometimes I forget to write down a name for the podcast as we're recording. And so I listen to the first 30 <laughs> seconds of it and I'm like, oh, that's a good joke. Let's call it that. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, um, there's no real, like, there's, it's just the thing at the very beginning about the game night. Like, that's it. It's so weird. Yeah, it sort, of, it sort of feels like this episode shouldn't be called Game Night. Um, I'm a little confused because there's we get one shot of Dean, like, setting up Mousetrap and then screaming from the other room. And then that's it. Shit. That is it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, what is this going to be a comedy episode that's actually going to reveal some some deeper truths? It's going to be one of those, but no. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, it, it it's okay. Let's just get into it, right? Let's we get start into off it. in the cold open. Donatello, he's chilling out at home, and his he's got a dope pad. Um, he's cooking or something. He's singing a song, and the doorbell starts ringing. And right away, we we knew this was going to be trouble. Oh, um, got, whoever to, whoever was trying to do it. Uh, like was ringing that doorbell a lot, so you knew that it was going to be bad. Yeah, and um, when Donatello gets to the door, we can't see who it is, but I think we have our suspicions. There's not too many villains on the table at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets to the door. He, we don't get to see who it is, but Donatello is jumped. He's kind of dragged inside, tied up, and then he is injected with something. Yes. Um, and we get a good close up of, of this metal syringe that's used, and um, that's our cold open. And when we cut back over, we're in the bunker, and Dean is playing with Mousetrap. And then we see in the kitchen, great to see Mary. She's here. She's hanging out at the bunker. Yep. Um, so here, as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, we're going to get all these different guest stars. Castiel's not going to be in the episode, because that just seems to be his luck recently. But um, I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong. However, my theory remains. Dean and Castiel are no longer allowed to be in episodes together. Somebody said, nah, it's we don't like it. You can't do it anymore. Most, those Monster of the Week boys have been sniffing down the, the case. Can't, can't and put we don't want there. them finding out the truth. Absolutely. Um, so I, uh, they've been kept apart. I, uh, I, I, this is very cute, very domestic. Uh, like Jack popping popcorn on the stove, and they're, they're getting beers together, and uh, Dean getting the, you know, doing the the the, the mouse trap game and all of that stuff. Like this is all very cute until 
up until the fact where Mary is like, hey, are you okay? And Jack's like, absolutely fucking not, Mary. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What is wrong with yeah. you? Like, he goes yeah. immediately kind of <laughs> aggro. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's not quite that bad. He just says, like, I'm real tired of people asking that because, you know, I, I am. I'm fine. But, like, he's just acting and then she, so shady. she pulls... She pulls the supernatural line of "We're family. We're family. It's our it's our job to care." And then Jack turns around. He's like, "Well, it's annoying." And I was like, "Honestly, Jack, I'm kind of on your side." Kind of like this is maybe a little too much. Like, you know, this, these motherfuckers don't shut up. They, they're just constantly talking about their feelings or like ragging me for not having any. Like, I don't know. Man. They always got something to say. Well, Yo, let me watch TV. I thought this know? was game night. I didn't realize this was get to know your feelings night. I mean, Yo, how about you let me kick back? For once, can I just y'all always have a problem? Can I just make some popcorn without being interrogated about the existence of a soul or not? Like that doesn't seem right to anybody. Why don't you Why don't you go find your ex boyfriend Bobby, Mary? All right. Get off my get off my dong, and then he storms out, and she's like, "Young man, oh my god, where did you learn this kind of language?" I mean. You know, Mary wasn't around for the terrible twos through twelves, right? So she doesn't uh-huh, know how these uh-huh. teens act. Like she's never been around a teenager before that we know of. I mean, she like, I guess, converted that teenager into a hunter, and then he was obsessed with her, and then I guess they had sex at some point, which sounds real weird now that I'm saying it out loud. I don't that, even. Th- just, did that happen? Wasn't that? Uh, yes. Ari? I don't know. Ava. <laughs> yes. Whatever who? the name was, I kept getting it wrong. You know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Aza, Aza. Aza. Yes. Aza. Aza. Whatever. Doesn't matter. He's, he, was, uh, he was Welsh. I don't know that for sure. Somebody just swerved into a ditch while listening to this in their car right now. And for that, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry about your sorry about your insurance premiums. Uh, and we'll, we will promise we'll get past the first five minutes. Um, they take the snacks out to Dean, who is ex- extremely excited for game night. Uh, and they're waiting on Sam to get back with the pizza. Dean teases Jack about wanting pineapple on his pizza, which feels like very 2019 internet to me. Uh, this feels like this is before things got bad, Chris. <laughs> like this was very well, yeah. Well, we could still we could still care about such things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the two things on the internet were pineapple pizza, pineapple and pizza, and like do white people wash their legs? And then everything got real serious for a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's a there's a phone call, uh, and it's on Dean's phone. It's a voicemail from Donnie who is uh, asking for help. He sounds very much in distress. And then after he asks for Sam and Dean to come help him, he starts speaking in some weird language. Uh, Dean calls Sam, can't get in touch with him. So Dean and Mary take off and tell Jack, like, hey, hang out. Wait for Sam. We're going to call you on the road. He's like, why am I always fucking waiting for Sam? We, he could he could be all goddamn day. He's, he's, he's at a kissing seminar right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, all right, then... So this this is gonna set up our plots, right? Like this is gonna be yeah, our yeah. our plots for the um for the episode. And I'd, I I just want to say at the, the the outset, I I keep having this weird moment ever since you talked about like adjusting to the new supernatural, where I feel like mm-hmm. I have not adjusted to the new supernatural because I watched this entire episode and I was like, man, they didn't fucking hunt anything. Like they didn't what. Where's my where's yeah. the hunts? And I realized like that's yep. not what supernatural is, but I don't know why I'm having an identity crisis with it. So I'm, I want to get that out of the way now so that I don't just keep talking about it for the rest of the episode, but like also I probably will talk about it for the rest of the episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a there's not a single gosh darn ghost in this whole episode. There's barely been one this season. And there might not have been. I don't know. He's probably Sam's going to see like the ghost of Maggie or something. And that's going to be his catalyst for, like, jumping back into hell or something. I don't know. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, we cut over to Castiel. And he is on a date with... 
And uh, Annie, Annie, what the hell is your name? Anil. There is no way that you can stretch what they are doing to be described as a date because, like, I don't care who you are. You don't show up at the date with earrings and be like, yes, I need you to do something for me. I mean, at at most, this is a transaction for Anil, right? He he thought it was a date. (laughs) (laughs) He thought there was something more. No. um, Yeah. So he he meets up with her at this diner um, and he's like, hey. I need you to do something for me. He gives her these like 600 year old blood ruby earrings as, as a bribe. Cause he knows that she likes nice things. He says and that they are lightly cursed, which makes me lightly just, cursed. Just chuckles. Makes me chuckle a lot. Um, but basically what he is trying to do is he wants to, he wants to get information on Jack on the Nephilim um, or right. Some, yes. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she used to work for Joshua, who was the one who got the word of God in heaven. Mm-hmm. She was Joshua's right-hand man. And because of that, Castiel is like, hey, maybe you know some way that we can contact God. Um, because I would like to get Jack's soul fixed. And I think that God is probably the only one who could swing that. Um, I think if you ask Sam Winchester, he'll he'll read enough books that he could probably find a soul somewhere in there. <laughs> I also think that uh, it's very funny that Castiel has been reading lore. Like that dude was just around yeah. for lore. Like he doesn't have to hit the books. He, he was just there to for read it. about it. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. been there. And I know he probably like has forgotten some stuff, and he's been disintegrated and he's dead a few times in between, sure, like, sure, just sure, in the sure, last sure. like ten years. But also, like I don't know, dude, you lived it. Like you don't know this shit. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. Um, um, we learn that Jack's doing this behind Sam and Dean's back, and that doesn't seem to come up for the rest of the episode. It just doesn't matter. That seems like it'll be important later. Uh, yeah, Castiel maybe, also, maybe. Uh, excuse me, Anil also says like, um, hey, I, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Joshua didn't speak to God. God spoke to Joshua, um, which is a pretty significant difference. And uh, mm-hmm. she's, But she heard a, a rumor that Joshua called God once and she knows how to find out more. She can take Castiel to someone who knows uh because yeah, this is so a give supernatural me tv show and we've <laughs> uh-huh. got to go to we got to we got to go with an angel to a second location because that's how this episode yep. how, how this show works they could they could have had a long well-written conversation right here in this diner they don't nope. even need to stand up and i would have been satisfied sure um but that's not how the shit plays out. We got to just scene change. We got to go somewhere else. And that's how we deliver plot. Um, I, um, it's probably because we haven't seen a whole lot of her. And what we have seen has is, is been pretty interesting. But like Anil remains one of the most interesting characterizations of an angel that we've had so far. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I'll have a little bit more to say that at the end. But like she feels like so uh, snobby. But also willing to do, like, willing to get dirty at the same time and, like, willing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, self-interested, uh, I guess. That, like, I don't know. Like, this is, like, she's just interesting. She's, she's self-interested without being, like, cold-hearted, I guess. Yeah. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. give off that same, like, um, you know, I, I take what I want and screw everybody else. Like, she's she is looking out for number one, but not necessarily at the expense of others. I don't know, because she did work with Lucifer, so... But she does have a more complex, interesting kind of setup to her. Um, so you could never quite ferret out what exactly she's up to. Um, from there, we go back to the bunker. Sam has, has now arrived home. When I, I thought he was going to be, like, out on some mission, but no, he just, like, didn't have service when Dean left. Um, so... Yeah, D- Dean makes uh, a comment about the whole damn town not having service, and I'm like, A, you're in an underground bunker, and B, mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
you, you guys have hacked credit cards your entire life. Like you're telling me you can't get a SIM card to work on AT and T in Lebanon, yeah, Kansas. Come like, come on, dude. Come on. Like, and also get a landline. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Get a get get a car phone in the Impala. Let's make this work, man. <laughs> get, a, get a bag phone, dog. But put, put a bag it. phone in the Impala, please. I want to see the little yeah. magmount antenna on top. Do it immediately. Leave one in the comment section down below if you remember bag phones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Sam's back at the bunker. Um, he listens to the message that that Donatello had left. I don't know if we talked about the message too much, but Donatello did leave a voicemail for Dean saying, hey, help me, and then he said something in another language that Sam identifies as ancient Hebrew, he thinks. Um, so while Sam starts to try and research what the hell Donatello just said, uh, we see Dan... Dan. We Dan. see Dan and Ma- Dean Dan and Mary, and Mary yeah. mm-hmm. are in the car. And Mary comments on how stressed out everyone is um, and how, hey, I should have been there more as a mom or even just like in the last couple seasons since I've been resurrected, I should have been around more for this stuff that you guys have been going through. And it's wild that Mary's character like is is dictated by the budget or like by scheduling mm-hmm. because she's just mm-hmm. not in episodes all the time, but like not for plot reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume yeah, I mean, it's just because she's like an expensive guest star or she's busy with other stuff or like they just couldn't make it work all the time um, because she's like written out of so much of it. Um, and also, I get that's... A, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's a complicated thing to bring back somebody like that, right? And then weave them into the plot. Um, so I, I get it, I guess. But it is interesting that they've had to kind of make her this more aloof, detached person sometimes. And then whenever she's like in the picture, she's like a loving, great, supportive mom. But it, it, they, they, they can't quite figure it out because she, she can't be there all the time. Did you get the vibe when she get Because she's very specific to say like, you know... I know I can be closed off and hard, but I just want to tell you that I'm really grateful for every day that I've gotten to spend with you and Sam. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just a few days from retirement, you know, and I'm going to be live like, did you get the vibe? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a vibe. That's, that is most certainly a vibe. Like, I've seen Lethal Weapon. I know where this conversation yeah. is going. Like we saw Maggie get uh, some screen time right before she died. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. to myself, mm-hmm. are they really going to kill off Mary in like the penultimate season and like the like, <laughs> random non episode? And I don't think and that Dean's, they are. Deed's like, okay, I, can you please get, get your will in order? Because I know what this, I know where this is going. <laughs> Very funny to me. Uh, back over to the bunker, Sam recognizes the Hebrew as being from uh, the Bible. It's from a line. Peter 5 8. It's Peter 5 8 about the devil eating people uh, and being the enemy. Um, and if you if you don't know, back in like biblical times, being 5 8 was actually pretty tall. Pretty good. So pretty Peter, good. Yeah, yeah. Peter could probably hit a few, you know, a few threes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Peter yeah. 5 8. Shout out, to, shout out to John 316, though, because that guy, you know, he just couldn't get it done. <laughs> well, he was average height. That was that. John 316 was average height. <laughs> uh, we go to uh, Dita Mary, uh, who have arrived at Donnie's home. They come into the house, guns drawn. They hear Donnie calling for help, but it's just a recording on a phone or something on a kitchen table. And out walks from the kitchen, Nick. Um, and everyone was, starts booing. Just everybody, boo. like, if there was an audience, boo. this was filmed before a live studio audience, everybody in the audience would be booing. We're not going to harp. I'm not going to harp on all of the reasons that I hate Nick, but I just, boy, am I just tired of seeing this dude's face. I'm tired of this dude's yeah. plans. I, I he think is no think reason for him to be Le- on the show Legitimately think about this. Think about this. He is, I don't know how many, 10 times, 50 times more capable 
of of just capable period he's more capable than sam and dean in season 14 like he is able to especially sam he uh, nick is able to accomplish so many things he gets himself out of handcuffs he can he breaks out of jail out of the hospital whatever he overcomes all these different obstacles nick is able he's basically a superman sam does can't do fucking anything sam can't even tie his goddamn shoes anymore and nick is just the superman and that is bizarre to me because he if again use him as your villain i don't want you to but if you're gonna do it you gotta you gotta use him in different ways and not just make it so like yeah okay so he's like better than the winchesters because like he had lucifer in him for a while um and that that's just it's stupid it's all stupid it's stupid i'm i'm it's just very annoying that we're we're back to nick stuff again um there's this feels like tried and true ground there doesn't feel like anything new and exciting about any of this um like like as soon as nick showed up i'm like oh you know they're gonna he's gonna threaten donnie till he gets some information but he's gonna lie about the information like you could just kind of read the plot at, at, mm-hmm. from, from what's gonna happen and like again i don't want to say that this is a bad episode or, or by any means i'm just like i get I, I start tuning out when i see nick stuff um there's very little like this is all like end of the episode wrap-up stuff so maybe i should just hold off but like I don't know. Like it just every time Nick shows up, he's got that smarmy, punchable face, and I just, I just want to get away from he's it. He's also, at least at the beginning of the season, he was acting like a a different person, but now he's just acting like Lucifer again. He, again, and I he, guess we could, exactly yes. 100%. We, you could argue that that is him trying to be Lucifer, right? Like you, you could, you it, it can make sense. It's not like it's totally wow. Why is he like this? But at least before, Nick was different. He was this kind of like unhinged guy who thinks that he is trying to get revenge for his family. But now he's just Lucifer again. He's literally just Lucifer without the power. Yep. Um, so anyway, Dean is, rolls his eyes. He's like, motherfucker. Um, but Nick explains that he came in here um, after being handcuffed. Mary and Dean handcuffed this motherfucker. Um, Don. They do, we, they do was, find the syringe. Uh, they find the syringe. Donatello was poisoned. He's been brought to a warehouse somewhere because Nick said he needed to get their attention. Um, Nick set up Dean's a live buying, stream. He set up a live stream. Okay, Nick. Okay. You don't even know what a Wii U is, and you're telling me you can set up a live stream? He I don't know. Set buy up it. A, a live stream. He tells, he tells Dean to hit the live stream button on his phone, and I don't. You know, we, we got to take shortcuts just sometimes. He's just, he's just live on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just like, is it just fucking Twitch? Like, are you on Justin TV with the guy yeah. handcuffed? Like, is are somebody putting fucking you know poggers in the chat? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I just, oh, man, I, I set up a live stream. I just, what? How? With what internet? How are you? I don't know. So now, so now we, we're in the situation. The clock's ticking because this poison supposedly it's going to kill Donatello in a day. Um, in a day. Unless, you know, Nick is like, oh, I want, I want you to talk to me and then I'll bring you to him or whatever. Dean's got his gun out. He's pointed at Nick. And I was like, please, for the love just of God, fucking just Dean Winchester, yeah. just wasteless I, loser. Like, just, you've, I mean, you've made bigger sacrifices. Nick dies and Donatello uh, dies. Like, you, rough, I, I, you're willing to sacrifice Donatello. No disrespect to Donatello, but you're willing to sacrifice that guy some, to kill, some, to kill some him. Some disrespect to Donatello for me. Some disrespect yeah, some. to Donatello. A little bit of disrespect, for, you know. <laughs> Some, not a lot. It's not, you know, it's not every, a ton. Every single time that somebody had a gun pointed at uh, Nick, I was just so, I was just hoping like this is going to be the time. They're just going to blow him away. This is going to be it. He's end dead. It. Like, end it immediately. Just fucking end it. Um, I have it in but my notes. They're, they're I, I don't setting, remember. I don't remember exactly the the context for it. But somewhere in here, I just wrote down Mary's eye roll is everything. <laughs> so yep. she's yep. she's what just I, um, as just as done with the dude as we are. 
there was there's a point here in my notes where I talk about I I would I would give a lot to see Dan. To Dan, why do I keep calling him Dan? What's wrong with me? Who's Dan Winchester? Dean. Dean. Dan. Oh, Dan Winchester. I'm saying Dan. Just 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 ice this dude. Put a bullet in him. I don't care anymore. And then there's there's scenes later with Sam where I was like Sam, just end it all right here and now. And I get. I get that there's the what would the Winchesters do thing that Jack is supposed to follow. Well, we as the viewer get to see what the Winchesters would do, right? In the exact same situation, we get to see that they both decide to spare him. Because um, they're, you know, they're the heroes, you know what I mean? Um, so when Jack decides to do something else, so I guess it's, you know, it stands out more. But I didn't need that. I, I, I needed Sam this is Nick. This is to Nick. choke this motherfucker to death. <laughs> I just need him to die. I just need him to immediately he cut, die. He cut Gordon's head off with barbed wire, okay? Yeah. Let's get it. Let's go back to that. Okay? Let's get um, back to that. I, I'm a red-blooded male. Sometimes I need to see some violence. <laughs> I just need to see a little bit of blood from Nick. Uh, meanwhile, Castiel, and who is purchased a brand new 2019 Dodge Ram pickup truck. Uh, way to go Castiel <laughs> on that purchase. Um, I just picture Castiel. Enough, enough hat Winchester. Uh, just like the Lebanon Ford uh, or Lebanon yep, Dodge Lebanon fa- Facebook page. <laughs> like, congratulations to Castiel on his purchase of the 2019 Castiel and the church coach just <sighs> sitting there with like the thumbs up and holding the keys or whatever. Uh, <laughs> But they're going to um, Orlando's Emporium. Um, they're going to meet Methuselah, uh, who is the person that, uh, after the fall of the angels, uh, shared an apartment, a.k.a. sheltered Joshua. Um, they start off on semi-friendly terms, but Castiel mm. turns up the heat immediately, start, starting to threaten yeah. this dude if he doesn't He's uh, like, if you don't talk, I'm going to burn this place down and kill you. And he flexes those eyes. The eyes, the angel eyes start glowing. And I was like, Castiel. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See this. Castiel. Castiel, you got beaten up by like some 12-year-olds early in this season. I just want you to remember that. <laughs> Apparently, I'm, I'm real, I'm bloodthirsty this episode because Castiel's uh, show of power, okay, I was like, can yeah. What, what are we I like this. I like this Casty. aggressive side of you. Oh. Um, uh, let me make a thirsty TikTok about this scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Methuselah eventually tells them that Joshua used a thingamajig to uh, call mm. God, uh, and it's in the shop somewhere, but he doesn't know what it is or what it looks like, and since they're angels, they can probably find it. And the Emporium is just a just a giant warehouse filled with, like, old radios and shit. Like, it's just out there. Yeah, it's just, it's just a room full of shit. It's just a room yes. full of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Dean and Mary have arrived with Nick back to the bunker. As soon as Sam sees Nick, he slams him to the wall and Nick, and Dean, or excuse me, Dan has to pull him off. Uh, yeah. I was, I was, again, I'm hyped up. I'm like, super Sam, excited. just fucking, this is going to be the time. Kick his ass, dude. Kick Stuff his him fucking in a locker. Ass. Stuff him in just that locker. Gag him. First and foremost, just fucking gag him. Put it, and, literally put a sock in it. Yeah. Put a sock in him, call Castiel, get Castiel to mind fuck this dude with the de- for, for details, and then just put him in the same bed that you saved Donnie from a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. I don't care if he's in a coma. Don't like, care. I, d- I don't care. Just have no sympathy Break for his anybody. Knees. Break, Kick fucking, him in the nuts. I do. Just, just, just hit him in the twigs and berries, man. I don't care. And then just, just open him up, dude. Just, just unload. You know, I hate yeah. gun violence. I really do. But just unload on this dude. I don't even care anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Is there? A, do you I'm guys have a, like? Chris is on is, hinge is, this episode. 
is some is in the bunker do you think they have like a like a crow or a raven to just drip poison in his eye and then let him heal back and then drip poison again just in that endless side is there a rock at the top of a hill no, that you can just I, you know what i'm saying you know like can we get some biblical punishment to nick is what i'm asking for tell, some me, fucking, tell me more tell me more about this raven concoction you're speaking of i'm that's what, very intrigued that's what happened to loki right loki was in the cave i might i may be getting some of my details wrong but he had like all of his guts out and then the raven would just drip <laughs> Wait, acid on t- him and then are we talking about uh we not talking MC, about we're not talking about loki or we t- that Tom Hiddleston. We're not talking about MCU Loki. We're not. We're talking about real Norse Loki. I mean, that does yeah. sound like that does sound like him. I know there's the the guy from Hercules or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember his name. The one who's tied to the rock to have the birds eat his guts. Man, gods really fucking love using birds to do their dirty work. I, I, That's I the, may be. I may. It may not be Loki. I could be like you could be. T- you could be saying the thing. That, that I'm talking about, and, and not this is just not Loki. <clears throat> Either way, I'm intrigued, and I think that either option would be great for Nick. Yes, absolutely. Compassion uh, gone. <laughs> Fury do, 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 do. here. I'm a, I'm, I can't find this by just googling Raven poison god punishment. So we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, the I think that the Google is just called the police for me googling that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Sarah, Sam, wait, is this the part where? Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sam just slammed Sam, him against the wall. Yeah, and then they pull him away. Dean is like, "Not right now. We got to find out what's going on with Don Donatello before we do this." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mary takes Sam aside for a minute, and she's like, "You know, stop blaming yourself because he is. He's like all those people that he killed. That's my fault because I gave him a chance." But Mary's like, "No, that's like what makes you a good man is the fact that you were willing to give somebody a chance that you weren't just acting like Chris on the mic right now saying you should, you know, bird tor- torture him or whatever <laughs> you, you were trying, you were trying to, you know, you felt for this guy and you, and you were hoping that he could find his way. Um, and because he made his own choices, that's not on you. He's the one who decided to do the things that he did. And it's important um, to, 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 to include here that Sam is like blaming himself for the deaths that Nick, for the people uh for the people who nick murdered on his way to like the cop mm-hmm. and the and getting donnie and all this all of the people and all of the the death and horror that nick has has perpetrated since escaping from prison sam is the blaming emotional wounds that he dealt to his wife um <laughs> yeah she was a ghost <laughs> but she still got feelings <laughs> sam yo. doesn't know about that but as soon as he does he's gonna write a blog on live journal about it immediately yeah. um, and he's going to try and court her because he loves a grieving widow um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, look, I'm ghost here to, or not i'm here to free you and also date you <laughs> Yeah, do you date me? I think I love you. I, I've got. I know how to get to heaven. I've got that covered. Let's get you to heaven yeah. first, and then let's talk about that trip to Applebee's. Okay, let's get yeah. to heaven first. Applebee's later. Heaven first. Applebee's second. <laughs> I got a coupon, so and it's no expiration date, baby. <laughs> we are booming. I mean, like not twenty twenty four, but surely you're not going to wait that long. Um. Anyway, Mary tells Sam that she is proud of him, and that's nice. Um. And this is all going to come Pass. up later. I feel like this is going to be the, the the significant. This is the significant theme that this episode revolves yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Is is this? And I don't like it, which I will get to at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. So Cass and uh, Anil. God, I don't. I feel like that I'm saying that wrong. Anil. That's that's how I say it. Sister. Uh. Cass and Sister Joe. Sister Joe. Uh. Cass. <laughs> the safe Ca- bet. Cass says it. Uh. A Nile or something. He says it with a weird inflection. But I he think does that- say it a little bit weird. That's and I, threw me off. And I, you know, I wouldn't do this to a normal person, but I think I can just change the way that I pronounce an angel's name and not really offend. You're an angel. Like if you were an actual person, 
Yeah. And like if I could start calling you Christopher and you were like, I don't like that. And I kept doing it. That would be kind of rude. But this is an imaginary angel. And I just want to say sure. it good on the podcast. So I'm just going to say it, Neil. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fucking yeah, bother fine. with an owl or whatever Scott Steele tries I'm, to I'm say. I'm going to stick with Sister Joe. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Let's go after it. <laughs> anyway, um, the two of them are, are you know exploring this place looking for whatever Joshua might have used to communicate with God. Um, and what that, what they start talking about some, some, so some nonsense here. Why, why Anil, uh, got basically demoted, right? So she was like the second hand of sec- the right hand of Joshua, but then by, bef- at the time of the fall, she was just a glorified paper, pu- paper pusher. And Castiel says that's because, uh, Joshua offered her more responsibility and she refused, but she clarifies. And I really like this whole this is what makes me like Anil a lot is that she says, no, that's not what happened. Like I was a full believer in heaven and what God had told us was heaven's mission. And like, I believe that earth was his greatest creation. Like that's what he told us. So I'm, I was there for that. But when she went to earth, she discovered all of the hate and the murder and the violence. And she didn't, she was like, no, that's not right. So when she goes to Joshua, Joshua tells her, well, you know, it's like that because God doesn't meddle. He doesn't get involved in the lives of these mortals. That's that's the free will part of this whole thing. And she she is the type to meddle, as we have seen, with her selling, you know, her healing ability or whatever. And she mm-hmm. tells Castiel that, like, it's not really for the money. It's just so that she could help people. Um, and, you know, I think that's very interesting. Like, that's whole that, that whole thing of... Uh, you know, I, 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 I've just basically abandoned everybody. She tells Castiel, I don't need heaven. I don't need God. I can do all of this on my own. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I find that very cool. Like, I, this whole story is, yeah. is very interesting. It's complex because mm-hmm. there's a few layers to it. Because on the one hand, it's like, yeah, she, she is disillusioned with God in some ways. But at the same time, there is a part of her that still wants to make the world a better place. Like you said, you know, God doesn't meddle, but I do. Um, and she's like, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm doing my thing. And and this is where Castiel says... Um, that sounds lonely. The life that you're living, what you're pursuing, that sounds lonely. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of where we leave off with them for now. Well, there's there's one other conversation because she's like, you know, we're all lonely because we're all alone from ant to lion to human to angel. Uh, and Castiel is like, well, you know, mm. God does meddle because he saved me. And he's like, yeah. What does that's that say about right, right, right? Say about God that he saved you and he lets millions die screaming every day. And again, like her dissatisfaction with God, I think kind of mirrors Castiel's dissatisfaction with God mm-hmm. back in the early mm-hmm. seasons when he started to convert to team free will. And also like at the same time, her, her attitude and her kind of bouginess, her like snobbery plays into this because she realizes like, I want to help people but I don't want to be like a beggar in the street either. Like I, I really think yeah. that that's a whole fully like I want to be comfortable and I want to be helping people and I want to give no fucks about God. I want to be out of all of these conversations, mm-hmm. which is why she's like maybe a little limited or a little hesitant to get involved with Castiel and help him because she knows it's going to lead back to the Winchesters who are right. definitely involved in all of this cosmic business. And they be meddling. They, they be meddling. They stay um, meddling. <laughs> they, they stay meddling. And in a way, it's almost like their philosophies are only like one or two shades away from being similar to what uh, what Lucifer's original philosophy was, um, which I don't know if they're trying to you know mirror that in any way. But it is an interesting concept because the original idea of the fallen angel from heaven is, you know, I, I loved God more than I loved man and I became blah, blah, blah. You know, it's so I guess it's a little bit reversed in that. It's not important. Let's keep moving. I made a point that maybe doesn't make any sense. No, no, I'm so with anyway, you. I'm with you. uh Dan starts beating up Nick, right? Yes. Uh Nick is talking about how they're brothers because they're both hosts for uh Michael and Lucifer, and we're like, Yeah, you guys made that point. I really wanted here, Dean to be five. like <laughs> Yeah. I really wanted Dean to be like, I mean, yeah, but you're like 
second place. Like I'm kind of like <laughs> yeah, the you're real not, shit. You you're know? not even Adam, dog. Like like chill the fuck out. Like, yeah, like I mean, Sam's already like number one. Also, he's my real life brother. So uh, honestly, you know. the play here would just be like you know Lucifer possessed like a rock star for a week and a half, right? Like he doesn't yeah. care. Like he he'll, yeah. he'll he possessed the fucking president. Like he does not care. Yeah, you um, ain't special. That's why she, that's why every time Nick asks for a son, it's like, you're not his father. Like his father is yeah. Lucifer and the president of the United States. Sit the fuck down at the table when yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even come from your physical vessel. It's yeah. not even yeah. you're not involved at all. Um <laughs> it's really stupid. Also, you wouldn't exist if Crowley hadn't like fixed your vessel. Yeah, let's not get into it. We'll be here all day. Uh Nick goes into the you don't even know that you're beaten routine, and I am just Eventually, just I'm just just done with all of this. Um, he tells Dean that he wants to see his son, so uh, Dean brings it to the table. Um, Mary says absolutely not. Dean says absolutely not. Sam kind of hedges and says, you know, we've got him chained up. How could he possibly be a f- threat? And eventually, it's Jack who says, you know, Donatello is my friend, and he helped me when I needed it, and I should be the one to help him when he needs it. Like I, that's just what you should do. And the Winchesters can't really argue against like their own logic of oh he's basically family so we have to help um and so they just send jack in by himself which just makes no sense to me like why sam and dean aren't in the wings and this like i would have sam dean and mary with the fucking angel blade around this dude while he was talking to jack at all times but you know like i know he said i want to talk to jack alone but like you don't you don't have to listen to him yeah maybe maybe jack was wearing a wire Sure. I mean, they got the place wired up, right? They've got the, like, if they've got a live stream going from the wet pipe factory that fucking Lucifer, or excuse me, Nick left Jack, fuck, that Nick left Donnie at, they definitely can live stream from inside the sex dungeon. For sure. For sure. Um, Um, So Nick, or Jack goes in, Nick starts talking about how, oh, Lucifer loved Jack so much. You broke his heart. Um, And hey, you know, Donatello told me about how you don't have very much of a soul left. So, um, you know, let's 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 work together here. Come on. Um, and this is when Jack kind of like freaks out a little bit. He like has this like burst of anger where I guess he headbutts. I didn't Nick, under- very I d- confused. I didn't understand. It's sh- when we see this later because it's going to be kind of a pivotal part of the episode. They slow it down and like Jack slams his face against uh, Nick's and his entire like his nose breaks and spews blood everywhere so it's not i, I guess he just went nose first into this guy's forehead i mean very I, weird very very I mean, weird and very like oh we need a, a way to get the blood on nick's shirt or whatever yeah, like, that's, a that's knuckle whole... would have done it a knuckle would have done it but uh th- so it's very he weird even, he could have like punched nick in the face and then wiped his hand on nick's shirt or something like that they didn't yeah. need to have him headbutt nose first uh very strange nobody has taught this boy how to headbutt is what i who taught him to fight sam i mean it's supposed remember remember that whole season that he was like off screen fighting a war against angels like where are those skills at (laughs) angels hate headbutts that's what it was that's exactly what it is uh so uh jack hits him heals himself uh using his archangel powers his eyes do the yellow magic uh nick is appropriately impressed uh, he approaches Nick and it goes to black as it goes, cuts to a commercial. And when we come back, Jack is coming out of the room and says, uh, it tells all of the Winchesters that Nick will show them where to find Donnie. Um, we go back over to the Emporium where Anil and Castiel kind of have this final conversation. Uh, Anil is fed up with searching for this stuff and says she's going to leave. 
Castiel says, she accuses Castiel of just doing this because, not because he wants to talk to God, but because he's afraid to tell the Winchesters the truth, which is that uh, there is no saving Jack's soul like it's gone. Um, That's, and Castiel doesn't really have a way to confront that so they just switch over to the impala where sam and dean are driving nick around <laughs> better better to just not deal with it <laughs> well i mean i i i hate this scene i, I just don't like nick so much i hate I, I hate that we have to talk about him chris i really do it's um it's a it's a bad time so the the impala pulls up uh to the warehouse to the snowy pipe factory yeah. uh he pulls up to this warehouse where where uh donatello is supposed to be held uh dean is going to go in on his own while Sam stays in the car with Nick. And I just think at this point, you know, we all stick together. Just drag Nick along with you. Um, it just doesn't seem worth it. It just doesn't It doesn't seem worth it to be separating the brothers like this. If I was Sam, I would immediately have just gotten out of the car and just stayed out looking at him, not turning my back because I just got a phone call and I don't want him overhearing me or whatever. I'd be out of that car, but gun in my hand, looking at Nick. I'd be like, I'll shoot this fucking window. I don't care. You're staying in that goddamn car. The, the 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 I hate to pick put him in apart. the trunk. Move Garth that's, out of there. That's what I was about to say. Take Garth out of the truck where he's been at since the fight with Michael. We've not seen him get out of that trunk. Um, I guess the Winchesters are suddenly more a lot more humane than we are. <laughs> I well, they I, haven't wa- had to watch 14 seasons of Supernatural. Okay, I get real frustrated with this kind of stuff because it's it's so. I mean, they're it's 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 in service to the plot. It's in service to what they want to happen, which is you know, for Nick to eventually get the upper hand. And it's so frustrating because we just saw a scene where Dean was like, I'm not going to let you go in there and talk to Nick. You're, you're emotional. You have too much of a connection to this. You'll, you'll fly off the handle. And then Dean just leaves him in the car with Nick. Like he does the thing that he said he wasn't going to do, which is really frustrating. And then the way that, that Sam handles this, which is like, I don't know, chain that dude to a tree outside the Impala, like, or gag him at least, like, but all yeah. of this stuff is in service to, we have to get to plot point six or whatever, so it makes the boys look like dumbasses, and I I hate to pick apart a show like that sometimes, or, or I, I hate to pick apart those things in a show because it feels like you're just, like, I don't know, searching for bad things. It feels like I'm doing, like, the, what is the YouTube channel that does all of the uh, what's really wrong with movies or whatever oh, cinema yeah. sins or, or whatever mm-hmm. and it's it's not like i don't necessarily care about you know someone's shirt is tucked in in one scene and then untucked in the next but just when your main characters kind of act like have to act like dumbasses in service of getting the getting them to the place that you need them i, I get real fucking frustrated yeah with it. Like, that, that sucks that's what i was saying you know nick seems more capable than than sam and dean because sam and dean exactly. keep making these mistakes for the sake of the plot um, and they always made mistakes before, but at least they would like feed into it with emotion where like Sam is going to go do something stupid because he's hotheaded, he's emotional and, and he's gotten the better of him here. Uh, or Dean is going to go do something because he's desperate and he knows that this is not the right move, but he doesn't care anymore. He's just going to go do it. And that has advanced the plot because now one of them has done something stupid based on a, a knee jerk reaction, based on emotion that you can make sense. But here it just seems like. I mean, they don't seem that worked up. They don't seem that desperate. So they're just being stupid. Yeah. And at season 14, these two should be the most experienced, most most cautious, uh, able to handle themselves guys out there. But they, they time and time again are written to not be that. They aren't, they aren't written to be what they are. Because occasionally it's like, okay, yeah, these guys are badasses and they can handle whatever they want. But like a lot of times they just aren't written like that for no, no reason. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
cut back so we can wrap up the Anil and Castiel plot. Uh, they're on their way out the door when Castiel. Did we talk sees... about them t- finding the necklace. I already that's, forget. That's, yeah, that's what, that's what we're going into now. Where Castiel is about to leave, and he spies a uh, what looks like Dean's necklace from the early seasons. Uh, Methuselah says that it is a uh, something that Joshua forged while he was uh, after he was cast down, and he tried to mm-hmm. use it to call God. Uh, but it didn't work. Uh, Castiel says, "Oh, I've seen one of these. It glows in the presence of God. Like we, we, we everybody knows about this little amulet." Uh, Castiel tries. He holds it in his hand. He pleads for help, and of course, doesn't. God doesn't answer. And Methuselah says, "Like they never worked for Joshua either." So they're leaving. Uh, and Anil is like, "Well, what are you going to do?" And Castiel's like, "Well, I'm going to go home and tell Sam and Dean the truth." And um, he gives her the earrings, and then as a final word, says, "Hey." Just because God isn't with us uh, doesn't mean we aren't alone. And she says, does that mean we have each other? And he says, yes. But she kind of, you can tell she doesn't really care. She's like, I'm, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this found family that you guys are growing. Like, hey, I do not yeah, want to live yeah. in a bunker. I have a nice place. I did like place. that from Castiel. <laughs> I did like that from yeah, Castiel. Yeah. She's like, oh, because well, we all have each other. And he was like, I know you're being sarcastic, but yes, we do all have each other. But absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. Castiel's my favorite character now. I don't know when it happened. I know I've been saying it a little bit here and there. I think Castiel's my favorite character. Well, I mean, he, he, he's he's the only one making good decisions, it seems like. like <laughs> between, yeah. between Dean Winchester having a fucking death wish and Sam Winchester being either the mother hen or the complete dumbass of the group. Like, And I'm not, mm-hmm. I hope people out there aren't thinking that I'm insulting your faves. Like, I, I have a lot of respect for the character of Sam Winchester. It's just, you're really going to leave Nick in the backseat of the fucking Apollo while all this is going yeah. on? No, like you're not, dude, Sam Winchester isn't that dumb, so... Anyway. No, he's not. He's not. And it's, yeah, it's, so it's frustrating. Um, so, anywho, where are we now? Dean so is Jack, walking up to the. This, oh, yeah. We, we briefly. Wait. Okay. Um, we briefly see Jack. Him and Mary are back at the bunker and they're looking at the oh, syringe yeah. that, that uh, Nick used on Donatello. And that's when Jack realizes he can sense that there was grace in this, it wasn't poison. Donatello was injected with grace and now that is like wait what the fuck is going on I did actually like that twist because we saw that that uh that syringe so many different times mm-hmm. that it was almost like it was right there in front of us like this is going to be something this is they've they've the camera has rested on this thing several times now uh maybe it's m- worth more than the poison that they have an antidote for you know so I actually did kind of like that sudden little like last minute twist it was like oh shit wait why, why does it have grace in it that doesn't make sense that's weird yeah um so Dean, uh, Mary obviously realizes like this is this whole thing is a setup. Uh, we come back over to Dean walking up to the warehouse. Uh, Nick is kind of needling Sam in the car. Mary calls Sam, and Sam gets out of the car to take the call, and that's when Nick uh, slips a lockpick from underneath his skin that he has embedded in his wrist. Um, very gross. I guess that's like cool, but it's I very guess, gross. <laughs> I feel like we've seen this for some reason. I feel like I've. I think they I think the show has done this before. I think we had a whole conversation about this. I don't know if I'm just imagining Maybe. things, but like it's Maybe. super gross and fine, whatever. I'm good. Um Dean finds Donatello, uh, and you can see people kind of around the outskirts that Dean doesn't notice kind of watching him. Um and he's freeing Donatello as Nick is freeing himself. And um Sam finishes up the conversation with Mary, rushes over to the car, pulls Nick out demands to know what's going on and nick explains like hey you can use profits similar to cb radios uh you just adjust the frequency so he injected uh, a prophet of the lord donatello with grace that he got from demons who so that he was would be able to call lucifer in the empty uh yes. sam denies this because you know 
writing is writing. He's like, no, you didn't do that. And Nick is like, no, I, I definitely did. 100% like even though did this. Jack was the only one who could, like, by sheer force of will, was able to reach Castiel in the empty and wake him up. Yes. Um, but I guess, but the demons had some grace and they were able to slap together a little spell so that he could, I don't, it, it's not important, I guess. Doesn't matter. Um, but the key to all of this is that he needs Jack's blood. Uh, so this, this has all been a trick. Um, mm-hmm. So Lucifer breaks out of the cuffs and attacks Sam at the same time that the demons attacked Dan. Um, Sam is <laughs> on top of Nick and choking him. And this is He's like, dude, the, this is the culmination <laughs> of like, to me, I, I, I genuinely think at this point that the boys have, have reached a point where Sam Winchester would straight up execute this dude. And I don't think mm-hmm. that it would really fuck with his morals that much. Like, if you think no. about it, like, if he's trying to summon Lucifer, if he's in the act of t- trying to summon Lucifer back to the world, if he's working with demons, if he's murdering humans constantly, then he is a actual monster and he should be put down. Like, yep. there's no, there's nothing in my mind. So when he, we see Dean, we see, excuse me, we see Sam Winchester on top and we see him choking the, the shit out of this dude. And I am on the couch just hooting, hollering, ready for this yep. dude to die at Sam Winchester's hand, to be done with Nick the Vessel, even if they contrive, like some contrivance bring Lucifer back, to be done with Nick the Vessel for all time. And at, with Sam's hands, I think, is would be important. It would loop mm-hmm. around in the story. It would feel like a fucking ending and a half, like a fucking just a, a jettison of emotional bullshit for Sam Winchester. And then uh, what happens in the show is Sam Winchester has this moment, and I guess we're, we're supposed to think back to what Mary told him. is like the reason you gave someone a chance is because you're a good man. And then he, he hesitates for a moment, which allows Nick to grab a rock and bash Sam across the head. And I am just so utterly com- just perplexed. Like what? I, I just don't agree with the morality of this. I think it's completely okay to kill Nick. And it's not just my mm-hmm. hate for Nick talking right now. Like, I don't like the dude, but like he is by they, definition, they the thing that people. You, the, yeah. The thing that these guys <laughs> kill, like he's yeah. the definition of a he's monster. A, he's a lot worse than a lot of things. And a lot of people that they've killed. In, he's in a their, thing. In their and by hunting him, you will save people. Like, that's it. Like, and that's, I, and I feel like they could have really, I mean, it's on the CW, but I, it's like, he's strangling him you know like it, it's the serious like intimate thing and it's very dark but i think that it would have been it would have been appropriate and it would have almost been like this final step into the darkness for sam to to intimately strangle this fucking dude you know to to I, like i gave you this chance i did everything in my power to be the bigger man and and to see what i like the best in you i guess mm-hmm. or for hope to hope for the best for you but you failed and now here it calls comes down to this moment with sam's hands around this dude's throat um and they don't want to take there because they want to do something else they want to make a point out of it that dean didn't kill him sam didn't kill him but now jack is gonna do it and um i just uh, I, I supposedly I, I assume he's dead i don't know but i just i wish that it had ended right here I, or, I do too. I do too. Even if it was just that Sam just thinks that he killed him, um, and they somehow he's fucking still alive. Uh, I don't know. You know, whatever. That even that would have been fine. At least we would have gotten the catharsis through Sam of having this moment. But uh, Sam gets his head basically caved in because he's later dying from these rock wounds. I just it's just so like the morality at work here that they're that that, that they're trying to set up, which is you know you mentioned earlier what would the Winchesters do and Jack 
you know, trying to be a better person by emulating the morality of Sam and Dean, a, a bad idea to begin with, which we called out at the time, mm-hmm, but you know, mm-hmm. like the idea that Sam would have this moment and be like, actually he can be redeemed again. Like it was, he was already incredibly uncomfortable with this, but you know, when, when Nick stayed alive at the end of season 13, at the beginning of season 14, it was made everybody uncomfortable. It made Nick uncomfortable. Like it was, and then like, that was the redemption point of like, Hey, you know, we're here, you know, you're alive. Let's, you know, it's not your fault that Lucifer possessed you, made you do these things. I've been there too let's you know see how you can handle life again and then to have nick do all of this horrible shit kidnapping mary (laughs) trying to kill donna killing cops killing innocent people over and over and over again trying to summon lucifer the dude's a fucking monster like he should just he should just like there's no point in my there's no there's no situation i think that sam winchester would have at this moment go like oh i should give him another shot like especially in the middle of a heated fight, like there's no way, right? There's absolutely there's no, no way. way. Yeah, and uh, and yet here we are. So Sam gets bashed on the head a couple times. He gets back into the Impala. He's bleeding all over the seats, uh, and he starts honking the horn. He starts honking yeah. the horn for Dean to come out, because um, Sam's taking a lot of head trauma, and he knows this one's this one's pretty bad. This one's not this not not gonna end well. Um, meanwhile, inside, Dean has been fighting this demon who jumped him. He's able to finally kill him, and then he hears the, the car horn honking, so him and Donatello have to run and get out of there. Um, at this point, Sam falls out of the car. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean arrives, and Sam is completely bloody and bewildered. He really doesn't have any idea what's going on. Uh, we see Nick just totally fucking Grand Theft Auto a dude out of his vehicle, yeah. which sucks. Um, Dean calls Mary and fills her in on what's going on. There's this weird shot here where he's like, everything is emotional and high stakes and tense. And in the background, Donnie is like on the cell phone. And I'm like, who the fuck are you calling, dog? Like, <laughs> I who, think he's calling an ambulance. <laughs> like, is he, like, are you calling 911, I guess? Like, are you getting a pizza right now? Like, what the fuck is he? He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's doing Grubhub or whatever. Uh, DoorDash. Um, um, Nick. He's been tied up for a whole day. He probably hungry. is ordering fucking he, wings, dude. Dude doesn't have a soul. He's probably like, let me get some wings out here. Do you know where the snow wet pipe factory is? Oh, yes, sir. He's absolutely. like, what? The ambulance is already on the way. I might as well order some food. It's well, not like it's pick gonna it up. Stop. It's not going to conflict with Sam getting help. <laughs> We're still going to be here in 20 minutes, Dean, and they guaranteed it here yeah, in 20 so, minutes or less. Okay, all right. Nick, oh, Nick then breaks fine. into a cabin. Um, I got wings for you, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick goes and breaks into a nearby cabin because there's always an abandoned nearby cabin. Absolutely. Um, he puts himself into a ring of salt and then he does a little spell. Yep. And then we learn, we get the little flashback that, oh, he did get some of Jack's blood on his shirt, and he's using that for the spell. Um, and as soon as he starts doing whatever it is that he's doing, back at the bunker, Jack can feel his own blood starting to, like, burn. Yep. Um, he's getting, something. something's going on here. Now, of course, they're realizing all of this was all, it was all about Jack. Um, and now he can... Jack can feel what what's happening, I guess. Um, Another irritating thing that I have in this, and this is just the mechanics of, you know, how the show works sometimes is uh, Jack says like, Hey, I think I can, I can take us there. So they load up in presumably Mary's vehicle and, and run over there. Um, and we're going to see in just a minute that that dude can teleport. <laughs> so like, no, that's what they do right here. Yeah. He says, he says, I can take us there, but I have to use my powers. Can oh, I okay. use my powers? And Mary says, do it. Do okay. It. Well, never mind. Um, I will, I will retract. I thought for some reason I thought they drove <laughs> and I was like, they got there super fast. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they teleport right to where Nick is, um, yes. and this this effect I, it was it was interesting. This was kind of cool looking. Um, we see this portal of darkness open up in front of Nick, and um, inside of it, like Terminator Shadow Ter- Lucifer, Terminator Lucifer, yeah, absolutely steps out, um, <laughs> and he's got these shadowy wings. He looks like one of the enemies from Eco, um, and he actually uh, to me he looks pretty creepy. Um, and it's too bad that you look at that and you realize this guy's just a total fucking dick bag like that's what his personality is mm-hmm. <laughs> like it kind of clashes with the shadowy demon thing um nick once again wants to be lucifer's vessel and as lucifer's hand is reaching out um that's when jack storms in fucking throws lucifer back into the empty closes that portal right up and then he starts breaking nick's bones using his powers he's you can see his hand twisting and snapping dude, and then vis- he starts like the visual on immolating the hand this is, is just amazing yeah. like when the bone like it's... lucifer's hand, or excuse me nick's hand is out and you see those fingers start breaking in like 18 different directions fucking fantastic it's absolutely it's good amazing. it's good and then jack starts to burn this man alive he's searing him from the inside out charring him up uh and mary's like stop stop and i i okay as I'm watching this, I'm like, why the fuck are you doing it? I get it because she doesn't want Jack to go dark side, right? She doesn't want him to do the evil thing because he's not a well-adjusted young man um, who is suddenly like letting out some of his anger. Like Again, if Dean was doing this, if Dean was like, fuck you, I'm taking out some of my anger on this vampire or whatever, we'd go, yeah, all right, no, that makes sense. That checks out. But because it's Jack, I get it. They don't want him tipping the scales towards darkness and, and all this stuff. Uh, but God, it just, it, feel, it, feel, it felt good to watch Jack. Again, I wish Sam had gotten to beat his ass down, but um, it's still good to see Jack kind of show up, toss Lucifer back in the trash can, <laughs> and then immolate Jack, or immolate Nick, rather. It's um, it's really, like, it's, it's, it's very cathartic for me as, as a viewer to see Nick tortured like this. Um, mm-hmm. we see Mary in the background, obviously, like begging him to stop, and eventually he does. Jack stops, and Nick just falls to the ground, and he just lays there smoking, presumably dead. Um, Jack says, "Oh, Mary says Sam is hurt. Go save him." So Jack blips over, heals Sam. Um, we get one. We get one. I guess nice weird moment. Uh, Dean is standing over Sam holding him. He's like, okay, count with me, which I guess is probably probably an effective thing to do to somebody who has a head injury. Yeah. So Dean's Stay counting awake. one, Don't two, like sleep. repeat after yeah. me, like, you know, see if you, you know, keep your numbers straight. Sam isn't counting. He instead says something like, you know, your You're whole always life, you always, you always yeah. put me first. And it's, it is this like, sweet little thing where it's like, Sam is like, okay, I'm going to die or either he's, he's either that or he's delirious. But either way, he's, he's trying to get these words out to Dean. He's trying to say something to him. That's when finally Jack pops in. He's able to run over and immediately heal Sam. Um, and I think when he does it, He's oh yeah he's like yeah Nick is Nick's been stopped I killed his ass everything is gonna be fine and Sam and Dean they don't look troubled or anything they just kind of look relieved yeah and especially Dean because he's like Jesus Christ I almost lost Sam so he's yeah you know freak, he's, he was freaking out and now you know Sam's great so uh, Mary we go back over to Mary who is leaving the cabin and this is where it, uh like all of that conversation about. Um, I love you boys. I'm grateful for every single day. And I'm like, this dude is about to fucking murder Mary. Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. how are we going to switch this around? Like, is is Lucifer or Nick going to pop up and Jack's not going to be... Like, something's about to happen to Mary. Um, 
because it just felt like the camera angle was too good. I was like, this chick about to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I want to say, yeah, Nick's, you know, sorry, Mary leaves the cabin. Jack shows up behind her, says that he sealed, uh, healed Sam. Uh, as he kind of steps closer to Mary, Mary steps back and he says, mm-hmm. I had to stop Nick. And she says, not like that. Um, and here again, we, we see this morality at play. And I, this is the morality I can actually get behind. Like, if the idea is Sam is a good person for not killing Lucifer, and then he kills Lucifer in an act of passion while defending his family and preventing the resurrection of Lucifer on Earth, then okay, versus Jack literally torturing Nick to death, right? Like, right, right. You, you could have probably killed that dude in 0.1 seconds instead of 10 seconds. And hey, Jack, as a viewer, as a fan... I love it. I love it. love your work, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very fun to see those fingers popping. <laughs> Loved it. Love your work. Absolutely love your work. Love your work. Divine. <laughs> Artiste of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I see the morality she's trying to imply, and I actually wish that this is kind of what they would go with. I wish that Sam hadn't hesitated, but that, that Nick had gotten away, and then we had the, like perverted view of what the Winchesters would do. Like, yeah, Sam would have killed him at the moment, wouldn't have tortured him. Like, that's the difference in what right. Jack did. But right. instead, we get this other thing, which I won't harp on. Um, instead, Jack, like, tries to defend himself. He's like, you know, I'm, no, no, I had to do it. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I, like, I, just tell me that it's going to be okay. And Mary's like, it's not. You're, you're absolutely not okay. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's not. You're not, but it's not your fault. She's calls him sweetheart. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt for Mary here because you can tell she actually cares. She's not just trying to lie to him. <laughs> the, the old patented Winchester lie. She's not trying to lie to him. She says, no, it's not okay what you did. She's being a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not your fault. And we are going to fix this. Like we're going to help you, but you, but you need to know that what the, something is wrong here. And the Jack I know would never have done this. So, um, you know, something, something's wrong. And Jack now he starts getting angry. He says, "No, I'm not. There's not not something wrong with me. You're wrong." Um, he says, Sam and Dean were grateful for what I did. Um, and and Mary's still in full mom mode, but but Jack is really freaking out, and she's kind of following him. And he says, "Leave me alone." Um, and then suddenly he's saying it over and over, leave me alone, leave me alone. And, and he's like holding, he flashes. holding his head and like, like yeah. he's hearing something, like something, something is going wrong with that dude. Yeah. So, something, something's not, it's like he's having a panic attack, except he has angel powers. So, um, his, as she kind of comes up to him and he's freaking out, his, his eyes flash at her and we can, we can pretty much assume something, what just happened here. The screen goes black and then we just hear Jack's horrified voice saying, Mary? And now we know, oh shit, Jack probably just killed Mary. I, I don't believe it, first and foremost. I don't I believe it either. Also, he could, he could bring her back to life in like one second. Exactly. Um, or and so like, I, guess, I guess what the implication is, not that she's dead, but he that lashed out. Jack did this, yes. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. the dynamic maybe can't go back to how it was. Yeah. Like this, now he's crossed the line. Even if he can immediately bring her back and undo it, it doesn't change what he did. Exactly. I um I, I think this is this is all good. Like we kind of thought that once Micah was gone without the lack of a soul, that like Jack would kind of morph into like a villain of the series in some way. Um, or at least a problem to be dealt with on a cosmic scale. And, and- even as you just say that, it's like, okay, this show has always been so obsessed with family. So to, I guess, make family the villain, like somebody who has, you know, come so close, which is what they did in season four with Sam. But um, I, I guess I'm on board for that. 
like thematically that kind of checks out if this is the route we're going down i don't know yeah no i'm i'm, I'm into this like uh the idea that i think we talked about it on the last episode too of you have this this cosmic being who uh is all powerful and doesn't have a soul and what that would mean for the winchesters because you know at the times that dean was a demon or that sam didn't have a soul or or whatever like they they weren't all powerful like they didn't have, they weren't this level of mm-hmm. uh of, of creature so and obviously there's some emotional stuff at work like jack has had a very tumultuous couple of years being alive uh you know he's got daddy issues at the wazoo he spent like a full year in a war-torn universe killing a bunch of angels which are arguably like his kin you could say yeah <laughs> um yeah you know he's on this universe and he loses his powers and he gets them back and he's gone through all of his stuff and he's like he's trying his best and he's just he's just failing right like he's just and it's and it, you know it's hard for humans to probably care for a creature like the nephilim like i don't when we saw in season or leading up to season 13 where the the princes of hell or whatever were trying to get this dude like you could you can see that you actually kind of maybe need somebody experienced with like using fucking magic to raise this kid <laughs> yeah get rowita in the mix come on guys yeah like she's good she's she's kind of good nowadays yeah. Um, yeah, she's kind of good she's a she's a woman you haven't killed off yet uh but yeah i think that <laughs> I, th- I think this is a like especially because it's going to be I, I don't think he's killed Mary. I think this is a, a fake out. I think that he has definitely harmed her. He's going to immediately heal her. But the, the damage of him harming her is going to be the thing that pushes her away from the Winchesters. And the Winchesters mm-hmm. are going to have to deal with the fallout from that. And I think that's going to be like crazy. Like, I feel like that's going to be a, a huge hurdle to get across. Like, the first question is like, should we like fucking put him in a circle? Like, do we need to put him in a fucking circle to stop him from using mm-hmm. his powers? Like, can we trust him to be in a room by himself now? Or is Jack going to just flee? And now we have to find now him we have somewhere to find in the world. Like, Although, for the third did he time. Do that already? <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, I feel like this is happening. <laughs> yeah, Jack uh, is Jack has just left the Winchester several times. It's like, gotta find Jack. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I, I actually I think this turn is good. I think this episode is is reasonably good. I have some we nitpicked it a lot, but I yeah. did like this episode. And we nitpick it because like a lot of times with Supernatural, when I watch it, like when they've done such a good job at crafting these characters and making me believe that these these characters have substance, that when they act out of I don't even want to say out of character because I don't think that's true. If they don't act logically and with what is coming out in front of them, then I it's it's noticeable it's 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 just a glaring like i don't want to say plot hole either because that's not what it is but it's just an inconsistency that really bothers me especially yeah. when it's like well we need we need nick to win we need Wick, nick to get to the to the cabin and like okay but can you figure out a way for nick to win and not have sam look like a dumbass <laughs> like can yeah, we do that? that like that's the thing that's the thing <clears throat> so yeah um I, I think this is a decent episode it i am getting really like surprisingly wistful for straight up you know monsters of the week kind of episodes which hey mm-hmm. that, i don't know why which like, i think but, is why i liked the last episode so much because it yeah. was just like you know they did an autopsy oh man do you have any any last thoughts on this one no i mean i i i did i did like this episode and i'm very curious to see how they're gonna they're gonna deal with all this and you know as much as we were disappointed by some parts the morality that they're you know trying to give give across here and it makes sense but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens as always uh, looking oh, forward to comes next is uh is nick dead i hope i fucking hope but i'm not gonna hold my breath i don't think he is i think i think jack stopped he's just gonna be all scarred we didn't up and see miserable. him die we just yeah, yeah. we see his body you know yeah. what i mean 
I just, I just, and also if he goes to fucking hell, is he just going to be a demon? You know what I'm saying? Like get this, get this dude to fucking purgatory already. Uh, anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to uh, all of our patrons over patreon.com slash sponsor of the week. Thank you to the people writing in. Um, we had a very nice message from someone on Patreon today. And I just want to say that if we, this podcast is helping you through dark times or dark places at all, uh, you're, you're not alone. I, I, I'm not gonna speak for Chris in this, but I've, I've had some difficulty adjusting to the modern world lately. And, um, mm-hmm. if, if we are contributing to your happiness or your ability to get through a single hour of a single day, then I, that, that means the world to me. And, um, yeah, you're not alone. Like I, I'm going you're through this alone. shit too. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, always reach out, talk to us if you need to, like where we are around, um, you can find all of those links at monsteroftheweek.cool. <laughs> the <laughs> links to talk to us. It's a weird thing to segue into. So anyway, monsteroftheweek.cool. We will be back next week with uh, The State of Being Away. Okay. Bye, everybody. We love you. I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the episode earlier, not that it would have that much, mm-hmm. but I started thinking one of my favorite manga is called Monster, and it's about this surgeon who defies orders to, he's supposed to operate in some big celebrity or whatever, but instead he's like, no, I'm going to go operate on this little boy who got a gunshot wound to the head. He stakes his whole career on saving this little boy, this like insane surgery, and he does save him. Um, and he loses his job because he defied orders or whatever, but he's like, I don't care, I saved this little boy. But then that little boy grows up to be a serial killer, the the monster. So then this surgeon now dedicates his life to, like, hunting down this guy and, like, tracking him. And I started thinking of, like, the Sam Nick thing. Um, like, Sam decided to save him, but then he became this monster. And uh, it's really it's really great manga. It's really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. We should, we should check it out. Yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop recording now. Yeah, let's um, let's start recording before we even open up Discord, because God knows that's going to be a swift process. God knows we're not just wasting audio here. Hold on, I gotta I gotta stack a manga at my feet that I gotta move, lest it tumble down on my toes. Hello there. Hello, Chris Moser. How are th- how are things? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Great. Everything's nominal, you could say. Let's, I mean, let's see how it goes. Let's not make All any right, promises. Sure, 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 sure. I got that AC pumping. Let's not write any checks that our asses can't cash. You know, that's the motto around here. Don't let, write let checks. The ass, let the ass cash it is what we often say. Um, you ever bounced a check? Uh, I bounced. I bounced a check off this ass. I'll tell you that Ooh, much. Wow. Got that. Got that ass that you could bounce a check off of. I love. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Pretty, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, let that paint a picture for you. <laughs> just, the, just the juiciest. Oh, that's very funny to me. <clears throat> I put my notes in the wrong folder again, so I can't find them. Don't bounce a check that your ass can't catch. You know what I'm saying? Catch or cash? What are you saying? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> Don't cash Less a check. When's the last time you've had to write a check? God, I don't know.
I have no uh hmm. One of my one of my student loans got in touch with me after like two years after I graduated college and they're like, Buddy, what's going on? You're not you're not paying this. What's what, what's the deal here? <laughs> First off, um, we are acquaintances at best. <laughs> so yeah. you dial that down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pump the brakes real quick. Um they were they they were very angry at me, but then it turned out like they had not been notifying me whatsoever. They had not been in contact with me whatsoever. Um, so they they waived my late fees. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, it was like a separate little thing. It was like two thousand dollars total for this like side loan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. You you think I understood any of what I was doing back then? No, I was eighteen, not. getting loans for college. Fucking idiot. Anyway, I had to write a check to them back then, but that was, I think that was the last time that I that I wrote a check, and I was like twenty three or twenty four at the time. I write a check to my grass guy on the reg, but he asked me yeah. to. Uh, I'm, I'm like weirdly paranoid about this, so I wrote a check out to him, and I just like wrote it out to him, right, um, like mm-hmm. his name, grass guy, grass and, guy, yeah, grass guy, uh, and then he was like, <laughs> hey. Um, it would be way easier for me if you could just write these checks in cash or pay me in cash. And I'm like, well, there's no way that I'm going to have cash around like every time you mow my grass. So let's yeah. let's just throw that option out the window. Sorry, I'm not a drug smuggler. I don't just have cash. I, just don't, I don't have hundreds of dollars of cash in my house. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't have I don't have grass money on hand, sir. <laughs> yeah, I have grass money in the bank where it is FDIC insured. Okay, I don't keep that shit in my in a mattress under my pillow. Jesus. Yeah. Um. So now I'll write the checks out to cash. Uh. And, and you know, which is like kind of sketchy, not real sketchy, mm-hmm. but like I don't know what the dude's like financial that's situation not, is. That's none of your business. None I of guess. my business. I mean, the dude mows my grass. I, I give him a fair wage for it. We're, everybody's happy. Um, but I'm paranoid because uh, we'll, we'll have this conversation of like, "Hey, dude, it's time to mow the grass," or he'll text me and be like, "You want to get that grass cut?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, dude, let's do it." <laughs> so I'll just like write the check. And we've got like a spot. I don't want to tell. I'm not going to say where it is on the on the microphone. But there's a spot outside my house that we have. Said, okay, this is where the check is going to be. And like he knows to check there for the check. I know it's there. But I am like ridiculously paranoid that like somebody, like some question mark person who never. I mean, there's never anybody at my house. will just come and grab this check, and I'll have like have to have a whole conversation with him about it and say like. Well, so he's like, you didn't leave me a check. And I'm like, I left you a check. You should have picked it up. Like, I, and I've had like imaginary mm-hmm. conversations in my head about this. If you want to just know what like living in Jeremy's anxiety is like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Full imaginary conversations. And now I have, uh, I fixed it though, because I just moved the spot to where a camera is there. So now when he picks up the check, I have a recording. And I, I am anxious enough that I go and look at the recording to make sure that he picked it up. That he was the one to pick it up so that he can't argue with me about it. I uh sorry I started talking over you because you cut out for a minute. Yeah. And I thought I thought you just hit a punchline, an imaginary punchline <laughs> in your story. And I was like, I'm happy, I'm happy to react for you, but I don't get it. <laughs> oh no. Chris oh no, I, now I can't hear you at all. Yeah, you you now you're cutting out. What the fuck? Let's uh let's 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 disconnect and try to connect directly and see if that helps. I think it's helped in the past with this. Okay. Bro, I've had full bars for days, and as soon as we get on the mic, my my internet's like, what if you didn't, though? You know what? It's weird because it reminds me of exactly what used to happen back in the early seasons, where you would be talking, and it would just duck out and then come back immediately. Uh Uh-huh. Let me, uh... What the hell? This this is literally... It's been pristine all day. Give me one second. Okay. It's back now. It looks like it's back now, but give me one second. 
Okay. You know, I turned off a few devices. Okay. We don't need we don't need things sucking up that Wi-Fi. I'm so mad right now. Are you kidding me? Like, so if it the listener doesn't know, just, last just, night Jeremy helped me like troubleshoot again. my internet, and uh, today it was all good. And now oh, again, you're not we get on the there. microphone. <laughs> you're not even there anymore. Fuck. Oh, I heard you for a second. Now I don't hear you anymore. Did you hear me yell, fuck. Hey, maybe should I? Hmm. I could restart, but then I'd lose this br- brilliant audio that we've had I, so far. I mean, I've I've been recording, so like this this four minutes of audio, I can I can still keep in there if you want to restart real quick. Um, just move. I like. I mean, there's there's no reason for me to have to stay in this one corner that I'm in. To, I, hypothetically, I could go anywhere I want. Chris, you have the power, brother. I have the power. All right, let's you know, hang hang tight. I'm, I'm gonna move. I'm moving. <laughs> Fucking I'm moving do it, dog. Let's get it done. I no longer have my headphones on, but I do have my microphone, so I can talk, but I can't hear you. We're moving directly in front of the internet source. Let's just move. Let's just, oh no. Okay, hold on. We're balancing here. We're balancing. If we're balancing. <laughs> what is it? There's a little stone or something underneath my microphone here. Okay, all right. You know, not a problem. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 He's gone. We're getting there. Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay, that's uh, you know, starting to feel like a like a microphone. Okay, starting to feel like a microphone. He says, "I don't know what that means, but Chris is is still not back. I'm just looking at Facebook, talking into the microphone." Facebook is filled with anti-vaxxers, which is really disappointing for everybody. How are we doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Let me... Um, okay. Okay. Let me get my phone, because my laptop is now positioned in such a way that I can't really look at it, so I'll read my notes off my phone. Okay. That's where you wrote but them, so that's, but that doesn't sound like a problem. That is where I wrote them. So that's also how I used to read them. I never looked at my laptop for some reason. Um... Oh, well, I so gotta that, go get my phone. That's why the show's been bad lately. We finally figured it out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's my internet. It, no, it's not the laptop. It's my internet. No, oh, no, it oh. seems like it was the laptop. It seems like you changed something, Chris. I didn't change anything. So, did he leave again? Where are you at? Uh oh. Okay. Okay. I'm just far away. Oh, oh. Putting all of this in the outtakes, by the way. This is this is this is good monster of the week content. This is what people want to hear. This is (laughs) Chris from 18 miles away answering my comments. (laughs) We're gonna do the podcast as if we were sitting, as if we were socially distancing. Me recording from far away, I think, makes people feel like I'm at the three point line, and at any any point, I'm about to sink to, one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm about to sink one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, so I started reading this manga called Slam Dunk. 
Um, Ooh, so you're you're hip with the basketball references right now. So like, I'm basically like I move different now. You know what okay. I mean? Like yeah, 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 Basketball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, you're not the uh, you're not the washed aging white man that you were before this. Right? No, no, no. I'm like I said, I move different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the '90s. It's uh-huh. by um, I don't want to get his name wrong. It's the same author who did uh, who did one of my favorite series, one of my favorite series, Vagabond, um, which is about uh, Miyamoto Musashi, swordsman samurai. Uh, very serious martial arts, very philosophical series. And then this one's just about fucking high school basketball, and it kicks fucking dick, dude. It rules. <laughs> it's just fucking sick. This kid never played basketball before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he falls in love with some girl who's really into basketball, and she's like, oh, you're really tall. You should try You should try playing basketball. Kid can just fucking dunk. He doesn't know how to play. He doesn't know how to dribble. That's how I got into podcasting, dunk. by the way. If you, just, if you just wanted to know, that's how I got into podcasting. I fell in love with a girl you that could... wanted me to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you could dunk. <laughs> just a different kind of dunking. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so if you if you start to catch a lot more basketball in, uh, analogies um, in terminology, mm-hmm. in uh, I follow a couple guys you know from my hometown who are all really into basketball. So I'll just I've absorbed a lot of information that my brain has never known what to do with. I'm about to start putting that shit to use. Um, you gonna start talking about uh, the Celtics, the Celtics, the Celtics, the Celtics. Yep, we uh-huh. the, the we the Celtics. It's funny. My mom was just saying the other day, "Oh, I got a Celtic cross." I was like, "I think it's Celtic in that." And, and when you say it like that, but when we're talking about the team, the basketball team, it's the Celtics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Celtic <laughs> cross, but it's a Celtic baseball team. Who's the? That's, yeah, it's, it's, that's that's Larry Bird, right? Larry Bird owns them right now. Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Class, I don't think he. No, I don't know. If, does he own them? It doesn't matter. You know, it's not. It's literally not important. You're, um, look, you're the one bringing up basketball, and I'm asking you basketball. Yeah, no, no, I'm so asking you local. I, basketball questions so i mean i used to uh you know i used to run i used to run a few uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> just you know i used to run a few run i played few basketball plays. for like for like eight years um like officially or just like at your house officially like oh, okay. in, on teams that's real you had uh, a jersey <laughs> i had a jersey we had team names i had what lots your, of jerseys what was your number um i i if we ever got to request our numbers i went with eight okay um because of final fantasy eight so um <laughs> You know, these, <laughs> these colors, you know, they, they run deep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm you still can, me. <laughs> you put the nerd on the court, right? But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I'm I'm real. I'm through. I'm true blue, brother. I, I don't ever change. In my freshman and sophomore year uh, gym class, we were I was part of the delinquents. So instead of having to do like any organized PE stuff, like run laps or do push ups, they were just like, "Here's a ball and like just go over there and you, you can do whatever yep. the fuck you yep. want to." <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. You were a delinquent. I mean, that sounds. Yeah, I mean, I I got like suspended from high school and all this other bullshit. Like I was I was a bad mm. kid, but um. Or I was bad that year. I mean, I was just you know. You're just, just you're just punk rock. I was just a shitty kid. Like I was just I just I was into the wrong things. I was I just see. a shitty kid. Yes. But uh, I see. But yeah, like I, we 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 like there was no you didn't call fouls on the at the delinquent basketball court. Like you just threw elbows and just hoped for the best. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, that's I, the only I way you could do it. A lot of fun playing basketball. I never did it with a with a jersey, but I had a lot of fun when I played. Sure, you weren't you weren't number eight Mosier on the court. Um, <laughs> Not at all. But that's cool. I mean, I mean that's good good for you. I stopped playing when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Um, when I got to high school, everybody was like, "You gotta play football," because I was you know, I'm a big dude. So I was like, "Yeah," but like I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't like football. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't like. The, I don't like to watch it. I don't like to play it. I don't like to. Yeah, I don't I don't like know. the idea of just having a bunch of guys hit me all the time. And they tried. To, like my dad tried to get me to play it in like fifth grade. So I'm 11 mm-hmm. years old. Um, but because I was already so big, 
I was like, uh, I was probably like 5'10", 5'11", in elementary okay. school. And um, I don't know, 160. I don't know what would have been heavy back then for me. I'm, yeah, I don't, that's I don't either. That's yeah. out of a lifetime. But they were like, okay, you're too heavy heavy to play with the kids your own age, so you can go play with the 16-year-olds. And I was like, absolutely uh, fucking no. not, dude. No, I'm 11. You. Those are monsters. <laughs> they, I'm 11, <laughs> and I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they never even cried at the opening of Final Fantasy VIII. Have you asked them Seriously. That? They did, did you try have to that perform- conversation? They didn't try to perform an interpretive dance to, oh. not a dance, but we tried to reenact the Final Fantasy VIII intro during like a Boy Scouts thing that, that mm-hmm. we did. Um, it was like, hey, we had to like put on a skit. And I like tried, I was like, okay, like this is the crew, Boy Scouts, uh, Cub Scout leader, whatever. Uh, yeah, so I guess we were Cub, Cub Scouts at the time. Um, they're like, yeah, we had to come up with the skit, and I said, okay, let me let me perform this thing to you, and it was just me performing all of the stuff from the Final Fantasy VIII Perfect. intro cutscene, which is not something that is even remotely good to look at. Um, <laughs> anyway, I would what was I going with this? Oh, I went, I went, went to high school. <laughs> I would kill yeah, for God, thank, for thankfully we didn't have phones back then. Um, so when I got to high school, they wanted me to play football. I went to one day of it, and I was like, yo, this bites this bites on ice but when we finally like like a couple years later we played football in gym class and then i was like i'm going all in i was still bigger than everybody weirdly jeremy i've always been very fast no i mean not anymore i'm very very out of shape but in high school i was this huge kid and i was super fast so um really put my talents to waste by ending up as a podcaster um (laughs) we would play we would play like flag football so you know you, you know the rules of flag football and I would play against a lot of the kids who were on the actual football team, and I felt like the fucking hottest shit ever because I was just this shit emo punk head who thought he was really, who thought he was punk, but I was really, again, just a huge nerd. I was wearing my like ripped up Chuck Taylors to gym class like I was cool. Um, and whenever I would get the football, I would just pick somebody and then run directly at them. And it didn't matter that these kids were used to playing football. They would just get out of my way. They'd be like, oh, I don't want Chris to <laughs> fucking tackle me yeah, in yeah. the gym's gymnasium. That dude's fucking so, huge. Yeah. I gotta every leave. single we had like we were like the reject team. It was like me and like three girls who didn't like gym and like one other kid who was like, man, I'm stuck with this weirdo. Okay, well, let's do our best. <laughs> um <laughs> and we made it we made it work. We made it to like the like finals of our like gym class ter- football tournament. Nice. Um and it, I was basically cheating because I just feel like charging you know, some people who are smaller than you isn't really a fair way to play gym class flag I that, football. I think that's but. pretty much how it works, though. Like that's that's the yeah. that's just the gimmick. I uh, they if tried to get me to play uh, catcher in a baseball team, like in little league, and I just could not get over the fact that I was sitting like six inches from where like really uncoordinated kids were swinging bats around, and I'm like, I'm just gonna yeah. get hit in the face. And like, apparently, you catchers don't get hit in the face a lot. Like, it's not a thing that happens. Like for whatever reason. But I could, I would not believe it. Like I would flinch every single time, <laughs> and and yep. also drop the ball because I wasn't looking at it, so I couldn't catch it anymore. So I would just flinch, mm. flinch, flinch. And they were like, "You're bad at this." And I'm like, "Yeah, put me back in yeah. like left field or right field or wherever nobody hits the ball at, and let me just daydream my way through this damn game." Like I don't want to play. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I'm a gamer. What are we? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah I hate it. I did. I played. I guess I did play a lot of sports as a kid. I played a lot of baseball. Hated it. Um, because I was just, you're always in the outfield. I'm like, what am I supposed to do back here? And they didn't want to put me like on like shortstop, which is a fun position to play. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew I, w- I wasn't going to hustle. They don't, they, they like, didn't want to put you in any place that they needed somebody. Like, they don't want a I real brought, person. <laughs> I brought my Pokemon cards like to the baseball perfect, game. Perfect. <laughs> to like, and I'm like out there, like in the outfield, like like flipping through my cards. Like, what's up? What's up? What's going I, on? You know, 
got a Charizard so they, they, right here. It's going to be worth a lot a of money one day, but I'm not going to know that yeah. until, for a few and years. And I fucking lost it, dude. Remember <laughs> last last summer when I was going nuts yes. digging through everything? Never found it. <laughs> Never found it. Probably still in that baseball field somewhere if it hasn't been, you know, parking lot over. Although I did, I did, did I tell you, so last summer when I got like, random Pokemon cards, are you asking me that? No, I don't. I don't. Um, did I? That. I don't no. remember if I told you this. So no. I went through. I guess everybody went through because Pokemon cards became this huge thing. But I went through like a week period um, where I was like, "Oh, it would be it would be really fun if I could find my old ones." So I dug around. I found some of them, but not that fucking Charizard. Me and Jess went to Target. We're picking up some other stuff, um, and they have packs of Pokemon cards. Like as you're checking out, mm-hmm. um. And she was like, here, get this one. So she picked out a random one. I got it. And it had that fucking Charizard in it. Dope. Now, it's not worth like the $500,000 yeah, 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 that yeah, the yeah, original yeah. one was. But this new print one, it's like worth a couple hundred bucks. And I fucking and I got it. I got to sell that thing. If I could sell it immediately, <laughs> dude, I would sell it to the most gullible person I could find immediately. I'd just yep. get rid of it. Yep. Um, my old one wouldn't have been worth money anyway, because when I was a kid, I put a thumbtack through the corner of it, yeah. and I said, I'll never get rid of you. I will never <laughs> sell you or trade you. Oh, you. Oh, young Chris. Uh, Somebody told me that um, some X-Men trading cards from the 90s are like starting to trend upwards in terms of like how much they're worth. And um, so I was like, well, let me look up... like. You know, I've got a bunch of those. I've got some full sets. They're they've just been in a binder like when plastic sleeves this entire time. So I was like, well, you know, and and absolutely like zero dollars. Like they're not worth anything. Like you can't you can't pay people to take them at this point. So I'm like, well, I'll just keep this binder. I guess <laughs> I still don't know what to do with any of this stuff. But <laughs> I guess I'll keep. I mean, they're cool to look at if you like you know Marvel characters. If you like the X Men, yeah. I got some cool yeah. X Men cards to look at. But uh, yeah, they um. Trading cards, I think, became like a huge thing during the pandemic. You got all these people who are at home, um, either digging back through closets or just suddenly like they need a new hobby or whatever. And um, so I, I when I had not no not when I had COVID, but the first time when like everything first started. You know, Jess lives in another state. It's not that far, but we weren't sure if we're allowed to cross state lines. It was very intense. We're very anxious. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. so for about a month we didn't see each other, and. During that time, I got a bunch of Final Fantasy trading cards, which now have skyrocketed in price. But at the time, it was like a booster box for like 35 bucks, which is like, I don't fucking 30 something packs or whatever. It was dirt cheap. It was it was dirt fucking cheap. Um, and I got all these cool things. So every day while I, when I would finish working from home, I would open a pack of cards. It was just a thing to do. Um, and I guess that, that, that could have very easily spiraled into like a major major obsession but i kind of mm-hmm. got over it after a couple of weeks once i got to see jess again i was like okay i don't know oh, yeah, yeah. for the dopamine I'm a normal, anymore uh, i'm actually a grown-ass man that doesn't need these kind of things to take up my time i, I have a girlfriend i have a long-term I have a girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> i uh, um i i you know that kind of stuff doesn't really like especially since i don't buy video games like physically anymore right, uh, right. like I'm, i've been I don't, i've not bought a physical video game in, in quite some time um and if i do it's only because i want all of the plastic shit into a in the collector's edition of like you know i didn't even do it with sekiro actually but sekiro i i bought the game digitally and then found someone who was selling all of the plastic shit with the oh, collector's yeah, edition yeah. and just bought that so i've it's... got the statue but i didn't i don't have the physical game um but I, that, like physical stuff unless it's vinyl like if there's ever yeah. like a collector's and that you get collector vinyl all the time, but like it, it's it's only like vinyl records of like new shit that my favorite people are putting out that I like to pick up. So. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to start I had to cut something off. You know what I mean? Because I do collect a lot of sh- stupid shit. I got I buy figures and I got lots of manga, um, and so I was like, all right, I think the thing that has to go 
is games. And last generation, like PS4, I said, after this, I'm not collecting video games anymore. Yeah. And for the most part, I've been like pretty good with that. Um, I have, I think, three PS5 games that I got them because they were on sale physically for cheaper than they were um, digitally. digitally. Yeah. But now it's just like, oh, I, I could play Demon Souls. But like it's way over there on the shelf, man. And yeah, I'm fuck sitting that. down. He wants right to. Now, he wants so. to walk all the way over there. Now it's really funny because <clears throat> it's been so long since I've I've bought like that kind of physical stuff. That like when I was I was looking in my shed for stuff, and I came across this extremely heavy box, and I was like, well, surely the thing I'm looking for is in this extremely heavy box on the top shelf. That would make just make the most sense. And I pulled it off, and it's just it was just a box full of like Wii and Wii U and 360 video games. <laughs> <laughs> like some PS3 stuff mixed in too. And I'm just like, what am I doing with any of this? Like, I don't like, I can't even trade this. Yeah. Like, why do I have this? I'm never going to play. <laughs> yeah. I can't even name a single game that's in there. Like, but it's all like, you know, dead space one on the 360. Like I, right. If I put that in my Xbox right now, it would be like, Oh yeah, dude, like we could play this, but you're going to have to download a lot of stuff about it. Like, like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. The so only I just thing that I gave up. <clears throat> The only thing that I feel like I'm good with is my PS2 collection. I have a lot. I have like a hundred and something games. That's a lot of games. That takes yeah, up a lot definitely. of space, and it's all just in a big plastic crate right now. But that's the one collection that I feel like. Well, first, it would be the one that's worth the most. So if I actually was gonna like sell stuff, like I'd be like, okay, it'll be the PS2 collection. But at the same time, it's the one that I'm I'm the happiest with. There's so many rare games that you can't play elsewhere. Um, well, for now, anyway, I got all the Fatal Frame games. I have Kuon, which is super rare. Um, mm-hmm. Silent Hills. I had the dot hack games, those little JRPGs JRPGs I was Ruby, obsessed with. Rose, Rose Matter, Rose Hotel. What's I don't the... have Rose Matter. I don't have Rose Matter. Or whatever the... it's called. Not Rose Matter. Um Rule of Rose. Rose Matter is the Stephen King book. Rose Matter is the Stephen King book about the bull. Yeah. Rule of Rose is the one that I don't have. Um I always see Cole is is has done streams of it. Um Haunting Ground is the one that I got. The most it was like the last like thing I wanted for my collection. And that game was pretty good. Um, but that's the one collection where I'm like, okay, I'm glad I have this. I actually like turning on my PS2 and being able to play these games. But like anything on the PS4, it's like, well, okay, I, I could just download it digitally. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, none of this there's so few games anymore. that you that you yeah. can't get th- like that. So like, it doesn't even like to me. I'm just like, I who cares? Like, I just and I don't know. Like, I've never treated. I've never really wanted to have a collection of video games. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like pirating video games in the dreamcast era just broke me like being able to download and burn a dreamcast game and just play it on a normal fucking dreamcast was a you know criminal and be terrible for sega (laughs) so so shout out to sega my bad dog didn't mean my bad yo (laughs) didn't mean to bankrupt you like i feel like i played a small part of that but uh but also see like just like now it just made video games kind of disposable to me so like after that especially because at that time of my life, I was only playing multiplayer games, like sitting around with my friends. And it was year. Right. It wasn't until years later that I was like, Oh, I could just sit here and play a video game by myself or whatever. So I, you know, and even then I had, I, I was downloading shit on the PS2. So I feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. put Sony out of business. It was a lot harder, but still I feel yeah. bad. <laughs> anyway. um, just as we've been talking about this, I got a text from Steve that said, uh, he said, Skyrim's getting re- released again. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> I opened up Twitter and saw somebody say, no more Skyrim, please. And I didn't understand what yeah. it was. But like, what what platform do you think? It's, it's the, it's, I think it's like the PS5 
whatever version of it upgrade it's adding a couple new things to it uh like a, like fishing which apparently wasn't in there before uh-huh. um i'm acting i'm acting like i'm distant like i don't give a shit um even though i've played skyrim like a thousand times <laughs> i got the platinum like last year um i think it's a free upgrade though it's a free it's like the 10th anniversary edition because as much as it seems like it's been 450 years since skyrim first came out this is in fact the 10th anniversary of it um so I'm talking all this shit. I know I'm gonna fucking play it again. I always do. <laughs> did you uh did you see the thing the the thread going around on the on Skyrim like the intro and how hard it was to build because there was a specific bug like it was one of those like game development. I saw hard I saw a headline about how like bees had like fucked with it or something, but I didn't I didn't look <laughs> into it. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like to make a, a very long story short, they had to to fix one problem. They had to give. Uh, certain like physical properties to a, a bee to fix like a quest or something right like they had a weird bug mm-hmm. um so now like the bee has like a physical mass and gravity or something right um and then once they did that they went back and they were play testing the intro and under certain circumstances that they could not narrow down the the, the wagon that you're that you're getting pulled in, and Sky- which is the only part of Skyrim that I've really played. <laughs> I remember that yeah. part. Um, like, when you wake up in that wagon, that wagon would just, like, shoot to space for, like, what felt like no fucking reason. And, and they wow. eventually tracked it down, and the reason it was, it was only happened sporadically is because it was only when the physics of the bee would interact with the physics of the cart, and it would cause both to shoot away from each other. That is but since it was a bee, you couldn't see the bee. You could only yeah. see the cart going a million miles <laughs> in the air. Which just uh, uh, video games, man. They're hard to the, make. The jankiness of those games is like I think what really has kept me playing them for all these years. I'll make this quick because we're getting on it there in years. But in Morrowind, you can you have to do the intro every time, but it's like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was all these little tricks you could do in the intro section to like steal a bunch of stuff and sell it for a ton of money. So the beginning of Morrowind always felt like fun to me because I was like, all right, I got this. I'm gonna perform a heist on this opening dock area i'm gonna steal everything in sight then i'm gonna break into this guard's house over here and steal all their weapons and then i'm gonna sell it all to somebody else in this other town and i'm gonna be made for life let's do this so that was always really fun to get started Mm -hmm. then in oblivion there is a really long intro where you're going through the sewers and you're protecting the emperor or whatever but right before you exit the sewers and enter the actual video game you can save your game and edit your character right there. So you basically never have to do a full new playthrough of the intro ever again if you don't want to. You sure. can just load from the end of the sewers, dive right into the game, and now the whole world is open to you. Um, but with fucking Skyrim, every time you start a new game, because they decided this, this stupid story was so fucking important this mm-hmm. time around, mm-hmm. you have to go sit on the cart, go through this whole execution thing, the dragon attacks the town, you gotta run away. It's like a 30-minute process. Um, and of course you can get it down so that you can do it as quickly as fucking possible. Uh, and there's, of course there's mods and everything so that you don't need to do that, but God damn it. You can't save at the end and just edit your character. There's no, there's no last second. Like, are you sure this is the character you want? Because that, that's what allowed me to start so many new games in, in the other two. Uh, anyway, same thing with fall. Re- you could do this. This reminds me of, uh, Okami, 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 with the Okami. Capcom gameplay where you played the, the dog that had the painting yeah. thing. Um, it just on PS2 at least it had the longest fucking intro that you could not skip. You couldn't make it go faster. It was just like a long droning talk about the creators of the world and all this other stuff. And it was fine, but like, what I think what had happened is I played it and uh, didn't have a save 
like a memory card or something like something weird oh, happened yeah. so i immediately had to play over it play it over all over again and it was just the mo- like it was 30 minutes i felt like and then the next time i played the game i was immediately saved it was like okay now, if we ever want to play it again, I could just pick up from the save file. I'm going to save it to a different spot later. <laughs> so I never had to watch it again. I don't know if the modern versions are, because I know they re-released that game a couple of times. I don't know if they're like that. But yeah. I, I bought it, but I never played it. So um, anyway, should we talk about Supernatural now that we're 30 minutes into video game and uh, podcast setup? I guess so. Yeah, let's do it. 